What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Leader Swift Podcast. My name is Matt Swifty Perry. Today, I am with the one and only Carlos Whitaker. Carlos is a best-selling author. Um, he has just spent so many years in church leadership, speaking, consulting, writing. He is just a great, great guy. We, I really enjoyed this conversation with Carlos if you can do me a favor, if you can send this episode to a friend, I think it's a really powerful episode. Uh, Carlos has this gift of being vulnerable. So I'd love for you to send this to a friend, um, get it in their hands, post it. Let's spread this episode out. I would love that. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, just jump on and press subscribe. It's an easy way to get everything straight to your phone without having to search for it. So I'm really excited. We're going to jump into this conversation today with Carlos Whitaker. All right, guys, I'm here with Carlos Whitaker. Carlos, how are you today? I am so good. Thanks for having me on. No problem. How's the weather in uh, Nashville? You know, it's been perfect until today. We we are Southern California people, and the humidity is not something that we were used to before we moved to Nashville. But we've been here 10 years, so we're getting used to it. But today's like the first day of like 87 degrees and 100% humidity. It, you can't even breathe when you walk outside. So there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just moved to Phoenix three months ago. Oh, wow. And so, Got it. But yeah, born and raised in Riverside. Not looking forward to a Phoenix summer this year. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other level. Yeah, that's when you just stay inside, I heard. Um, I think so. I think so. <laughs> so it will be interesting. But Carlos, you have been in, in ministry, in leadership, in, in just kind of running your own stuff for a long time. Uh, tell us a little bit about your leadership journey for the listeners who've never heard you before. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, leadership for me, it's, it's, it's looked differently the last few years than it did when I was on staff at churches. But, um, you know, I was graduated from California Baptist University and then right away got a job at a church called Sandals Church, was there for 10 years. Uh, as the worship and creative pastor, and um, then, and I'll you know, I'll just start there. Like my leadership journey there was, um, you know, I was leading a congregation, not necessarily leading a staff. Um, and uh, I would say that my leadership abilities were really weak <laughs> during that season of my life. You know, I'd I'd have an I'd get an intern, and then you know it was just uh, utter failure and. Um, I had a, you know, a lot of good pastors and leaders there that slowly helped me develop into, you know, a stronger leader. And then I think, you know, as my, as I kind of hit the lid of my leadership at that, in that season of my life, I got an opportunity to, um, uh, move to Atlanta. And that was, you know, a really scary leap for us. I mean, we're, we're from Southern California, all our families there, well, we, you know, we were on staff at Sandals for a decade. My, all my life was there. Um, but really just felt like God was calling us to Atlanta. So we moved to Atlanta and I'd say the next three years, as far as my leadership journey were, uh, probably the most impactful years for me is that, you know, as far as developing, I worked at North Point Community Church with Andy Stanley and was on the executive team at, um, on the leadership team at Buckhead Church at their Buckhead campus, uh, downtown. And, you know, I was in meetings every day with Jeff Henderson, uh, every day with Andy Stanley, um, 
it was really like I was getting my master's in leadership, you wow, know, but they yeah. were paying me to do it. Some of the you greatest know? leaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I'm, I'm sitting under their uh, wisdom and under their wings for three years. It was, it was incredible. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll always be um, uh, grateful for what they poured into me. And then from there, you know, um, once I left North Point, I have, you know, worked in, a, in various capacities, uh, but mostly as an entrepreneur for myself. Um, you know, but I, I have, um, you know, I work on retainer with a couple of other um, great leaders as well. Uh, Reggie Joyner at Rethink Leadership uh, and Orange Conference. You know, I'm on retainer with them and uh, I've been with Alpha um, and just a bunch of different uh, organizations helping them uh, with storytelling uh, different things like that. But more than anything, you know, like I left and I um, kind of went on my own as a uh, worship artist and started touring. And then about five years ago, pivoted from music into uh, writing books and speaking full time. And, you know, all the things that I've learned from all the great leaders I've been under from Matt Brown at Sandals to Andy Stanley and Jeff Henderson at North Point. Um, to, you know, Reggie Joyner and all these great leaders that I still look up to so much, you know, I'm taking their advice on a daily basis, even in a solopreneur um, lifestyle now and business that I run now, you know, leadership principles are still important. Yeah. And I think I, I've read through all your books so far. And I think through that, I've seen so much leadership in your vulnerability, which ties in with yeah. your storytelling. Like you are a very vulnerable leader. Um, which I believe is a gift and a skill that you have. And so I love learning that part of leadership from you. I know yeah. you have a new book coming out. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, it is, um, the book is called Enter Wild, Exchange a Mild and Mundane Faith for Life with an Uncontainable God. And, you know, this book is a book that has been in my heart for a long time and I've been wanting to write for a long time. Um, you know, if anyone has read my last book, Kill the Spider, that, that was that was really a, a book on like how to get past certain sin issues in our in our lives. And I think that's very important for leaders. But this book is kind of like, you know, that was like basic training. This is like Navy SEAL training. Like this book is really going to take a leader um, on a journey, on a three-step journey towards really fullness in Christ. And um, it, it's one of those books that, again, I'm super vulnerable in it. I, it the small story arc is um, me getting through a horrible season of anxiety and depression uh, in my life. And so it's not a book on that, um, but it definitely follows my story arc on that. And so hopefully the book's going to show people that um, who may be living at John 10, 10, maybe at 60% in their life, right? Like Jesus doesn't say he's come to have to um, give his life and give it to us at 60%. It says give it to us to the full and in abundance. And I, I just feel like most Christians just kind of stop at 60%. And we're like, you know, this is good. We'll wait until heaven. Um, but as leaders, like we're, we're called to live as fully devoted followers of Christ, not 60% devoted followers of Christ. And, uh, you know, again, it's really easy as leaders to um, kind of rely on our, um, on our natural skill set and natural striving and all the natural giftings that God has given us. And Every time I meet a leader that that is relying on on their own gifting, I'm telling you they're living they're living a very mild faith. They're living a very mild faith for Christ, even though they feel like they're living uh, more than that. But the the goal of this book is to go from mild to wild. Uh, it's it's to take a leader or anyone that reads it, any believer, 
um, through three steps, enter rest, enter war, and enter wild. And those are kind of the three steps, discipleship steps that I take people through. And, and I really feel like by the end of the book, um, it's, and it, it's a risky book too, uh, but I, I feel like if, if people follow what I've laid out, uh, it's all uh, biblically based. If they follow these steps that they will uh, soon finally enter into a wild season of their faith that maybe has been lacking for a long time. Wow, that is so good. I can't ra- I can't wait to read this one. Um, can you give us, don't give us the whole book, but just give us a little bit about like what does a wild leader look like? Yeah, you know, um, gosh, I think, a, <clears throat> I think a wild leader looks like a leader that is not, uh, first of all, I, I think it's a leader that is a well-intentioned, slow-paced leader, to be honest with you. I feel like so many leaders are hustling themselves right, right away from the Holy Spirit. Like we're, we're, we're hustling, we're hustling, and, and Holy Spirit is speaking, speaking, but we're moving so fast and the volume of our life is so loud that we can't hear him. And so we may be very effective in a carnal nature um, as leaders, but I'm telling you, when we slow down as leaders, when we lower the volume of life, the volume of God goes up. So I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is uh, a leader that is moving from mild to wild is a leader that understands and is disciplined in their warfare. Um, it, that understands that um, they can flip the script and they can start, you know, um, words that they speak to people that, that follow them are words of scripture as opposed to words of the enemy. So many times we, when we're trying to fix a problem, um, we claim the the truths of the enemy as opposed to claiming the truths of Jesus. And so, you know, I'll give you an example of that. You know, if, if there's a leader who's leading their organization and they're, they're, they're strictly talking about all of the, all the negative implications as to different things that are happening. And guys, you know, we're, gosh, we're just, um, um, nobody's coming to our services. Nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing that. Well, what's happening is, is they're actually claiming the claiming victory out loud for the enemy, as opposed to praying the promises that God is going to fill their services, as opposed to praying the promises that God is going to help the organization come out of whatever woes they're in. And so, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a shift of perspective, a shift of thinking, a shift of the way we pray. Don't pray, Lord, I'm so depressed. No, claim scriptures over your life, claim the promises, pray, you know, uh, Satan has no power over me. I overcome evil with good. So, so I think that, that a leader that is a wild leader is going to shift in that. And then once you do those two things, once you kind of rest uh, and, and understand what um, a warfare looks like, I think the wild part is just what ends up happening. I think the wild part is that part, and I share lots of stories in the book, where there's just, it's, it's not, I'm not talking about wild, like mountaintop wild spiritual experiences. I'm talking about every single day God's going to blow your mind because you suddenly get very specific with your conversations with Holy Spirit. You start hearing him in, in ways that you've never heard before. And, and honestly, um, that's, that's the type of life that we've been called to live a, in a conversational, intimate relationship with Jesus. And that's what I think a wild leader looks like. Wow, that is so good. Uh, this book sounds great. We're actually going to give away a copy uh, when this comes out because I just love your writing, your book so much. Um, where can they find you at and where can they find the book at and, and tell us when it comes out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the book, you can go to enterwild.com uh, and then you can pick it up from any retailer there. 
Uh, also, I don't know when the podcast is going to come out, but at some point, um, close to release date or after release date, there'll, there'll actually be a whole uh, e-course on there that goes along with the book that you'll be able to uh, get for free. So it'll just be me, um, you know, for a couple hours walking you through the content of the book. And so you can get that there. And then most of the time I'm living on Instagram. You can you can find me there, L-O-S-W-H-I-T, Loswit. That's where I like to hang out. If I ever want to argue with people, I'll go to Facebook. Uh, but I'm hardly ever on Facebook. So uh, Instagram is where I live. And um, yeah, carloswhitaker.com for all of my speaking dates that are non-existent right now because of this pandemic that we're currently in. But uh, yeah, when we start, when we start moving and planes start moving a little bit more, hopefully uh, I'll get back out there. Yeah. Hopefully soon because man, I've, yeah, I've listened to you from sandals and at orange conference. I've heard you and just incredible gift in speaking. So that was awesome. And yeah, I follow you on Instagram. So whenever I'm in Nashville, I'm going to come check out the community garden that you guys just built yes absolutely absolutely i'm sure my mom's really my my wife is really excited that i um, am letting everyone know to come by my house and pick tomatoes (laughs) (laughs) carlos thank you so much for jumping on that was such great stuff absolutely 